With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By the way, I just clicked record, so this is recording. Okay. Is it okay to give people a sneak preview for uh, this weekend's Seinfeld podcast? No, no, no. Let's not. I got to edit this out? Yeah. Okay. All right, welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester, and with me as always is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? You should say, I'm Alex Chester, the giant copycat, and here's Wheels Wienerker. What did I copy? Well, I had a podcast. You're like, I want to have a podcast. And then you're like, you have three kids. I want to have three kids. Yeah, that, that, that was exactly my motivation. You got it right there. By the way, you're the, one, you're, you're the one who asked me to do this podcast with you, just for the record. You don't remember that? <laughs> I think it was something like... Uh, we do the podcast. I refuse to participate in the production of it. But if you're willing to record and edit every single episode, no, I will, you know, you uh, said, yeah, you said to me, you said, "Listen, I want to do a podcast. Gold can't do it anymore." Mm-hmm. The caveat is, I need somebody not just to be the co-host, but also, yeah, to produce it. Right. I was very clear. It's not like one of these things where you get into it and then you do all the work. It was clear from from day one that I'm not super tech competent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not an issue of tech competence. It's an issue of uh, willingness to uh, sure. try. Sure. I'm not. I'm not tech willing. For when, yeah. you know, I'm lazy. Yeah. You lack the tech effort. Yes. Let's. Uh, so as you said, yes, I did have a baby. But the real news in a yeah. podcast world. Yes. Is that my son got his uh, truck today? Yeah. The big story we mentioned on both podcasts. Your son was truckless. And tell me how this went down. Did the woman finally feel bad? Did she? She must have like ran out of them at the birthday party. And didn't have any more. So you wanted, and she's avoiding you, and now she ordered one and it came in. Is that what happened? I have no idea. Hold on. My son is here. Erez, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How did you, who, who gave you the truck today at school? Stop watching your cartoons for a second. I'm asking you a question. Who gave you the truck today at school? Your kids hate answering questions. Jakey. J- Jakey? E. Jakey E. There's two Jakeys in his class. No, and- not two Jakeys. And why did he give it to you? What did he say? Who gave it to you? Jakey or Jakey's mama? Jakey. Jakey himself gave it to you? Yeah. And what did he say when he gave it to you? I said thank you. You said, you said thank you and he said nothing? All right, so we don't really know. Classic Jakey. Yeah, that is classic Jakey. I'm going to have to edit all of this. All right, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting. We've recorded from weird locations. We recorded from my brother's wedding just a month ago. Are you in the hospital room? You're not at home? I'm in the hospital room holding a, a 24-hour-old baby in my... Oh, your wife must be so mad right now. <laughs> Jen, what's your uh, attitude about the fact that I'm recording a podcast right now? 
she I'm was really and said no comments. I, did she say the show must go on? Because that's a good attitude to have. The show must go on. Is that your attitude, Jen? She's giving me angry looks. You know who's even less happy about it, probably? Who? The baby? The, uh, the, oh, the other brand new mother and baby on the other side of this room. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, Chester, let's, your problem for not springing for you know, a $20,000 private room in your Manhattan yeah, hospital. Uh, you're joking, but it's it's eight hundred and seventy five dollars for one night, so yeah, Listen. we are not we're not springing for that. Oh man, yeah, too steep. I'm not earning that much for this podcast, you know. At least not in one episode. All right, let's talk about football. Enough baby talk. Let's jump right into football. Yeah. So, um, are we even going to discuss the uh, the terrible? I was going to say the abortion of a Vikings game last week, but that might not be the right. No, to wrong use. floor. <laughs> wrong floor of the hospital. To talk about abortions. It's like floor seven. All right, let's, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to rank the teams mm. this week. Um, well, first of all, let's give you an update. In the 32 fans pick and pool, uh, Keeve Wheels Wienerker uh, uh, takes over the number one spot. If you're going to be so loud, I'm, I'm going to seriously pick you up. I'm going to ask the nurse. Keeva, you clinched a playoff spot, and you're the uh, in first place. <laughs> I, that's amazing. I mean, it's very easy to make the playoffs. It's like uh, it's like making playoffs in the Western Conference in the NHL. It's not that complicated. Well, less than half of the people are making the playoffs in this league. All right. Well, then congrats to me. I'm in the 97th percentile in ESPN, despite the fact that I forgot to pick a gimme game earlier in the season. Yeah, well, I have actually forgot, you know, as I've told the people in, in our league repeatedly, you can make picks for all future weeks because it's not against the spread. It's just winners, losers. So, yeah. you know, uh, and so I did that weeks ago, which is good because it means I have something down. But in the chaos of this past weekend at home, mm. I forgot to make my picks. So, for example, I had Houston beating San so you're already Diego. blaming the baby. It's 24 hours old and you're already yeah, exactly. placing blame on your gambling problem. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, so what I did is as we enter the month of December, and it's uh, you know it's put up or shut up time in the NFL, I went through each remaining game on the schedule uh, f- for every NFL team, and I ranked it f- from five stars to one star, mm-hmm. and then I also ranked each week all the games, you know, the best game of the week to the worst game of the week. And then based on that, I have put together the, um, the rankings of team schedules from the team with the best slash most interesting, most exciting schedule all the way to the least interesting, most boring team in the NFL. Okay. I thought so. It, it, it's kind of like a power rankings, but not really, because the really, really good teams are sort of in the middle, like the Patriots, because they've already clinched everything. Sure, there's much. nothing. There's nothing to. As I was trying to tell you a few weeks ago, like the games for the teams that have clinched, or the games that are just fighting, the teams that are fighting for one versus two, three versus four slots, those aren't interesting. Even though you argued with me then, but you're now remembering that it's true. No, those are good matchups. What's but the best matchups here yeah, are the teams that are fighting to get in the playoffs. Sure. So yeah, so um, so yeah, we'll so we'll do that and we'll zip through these bottom ones quickly because nobody really cares. So in thirty second place, of course, is San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco does not have a single game remaining that anybody has any interest in watching. Right, Kaepernick looked pretty good this past week, so they're not. I wouldn't rank them thirty two in a real power rankings. Obviously, that would be the Browns. Yeah, I would actually. Have, I was thinking about this before. I would have the Jaguars at thirty one, and no. maybe the Jets at thirty. No way. Yeah. The Niners were pretty. Well, Liners looked much better with Kaepernick uh, the last week. Have lost every game by less than a touchdown. The 49ers do it one week, and all of a sudden you want to give them an award. I saw Kaepernick is a billion times better than Bortles. Kaepernick is going to be their starter next year. Bortles is going to be in the CFL. Kaepernick's putting up good fantasy numbers. He's his completion percentage is like fifty five percent right now. Man, he's fine. Who's number thirty one? Well, we got to talk about this week's game. So this week we have probably the worst remaining game on the NFL schedule. Mm. It is San Francisco at Chicago? I think I'm going to watch it. It's not, I mean, the Jets and San Francisco the next week is probably the runner up. But yeah, this we got to lose that game. Listen, we're only last year four and twelve got you like the third pick in the draft. The Jets lose out; they might only get the fifth pick. Sorry. There's two women 
Okay, hold on. I've been ki I've been kicked out of the room, so I'm making my way over to the uh, the lounge where I can speak louder. Stay recording though. Keep it. Keep uh, the recording going. Well, it's a little bit hard because I gotta drag a baby and a computer. A baby? You have to take the baby and no, leave Jen the baby. What? Hold on. My wife is yelling at me. Oh my god. Well, I'm holding the computer and a newborn in one arm. Not a good idea. All right, come on, baby, let's go. We know when we're not wanted. Oops. This is good. This is good podcasting. Yeah, as I'm rolling down the hall. All right. So as we were what saying, is she doing right now that she's not watching the baby? You're doing. You're working right now. Yeah, yeah. She's sitting on her iPad. You know, taking it easy. Oh my God. Well, these women don't do anything. The work L- is really seriously. wishing we had a room that was slightly closer to the lounge right now. Are you in your wife's hospital? Is this the hospital she works that she had the baby or no? Yeah, same hospital. So she knows her doctor? She's like a colleague of her doctor? Well, she, I mean, technically, but they're not, I mean, my wife's not a gynecologist, so. Oh, so they're not colleagues, not the same floor or something? Yeah, my wife works mostly on five and we are on seven. Hmm. All right, I'm in the lounge. Nobody else is here. That's good. Nice. Okay. You, and you have the baby. I have the baby. That is correct. And it's got the alarm on it in case someone tries to steal it. Yeah, nobody's stealing my baby. Okay. All right. Okay. So as we were saying, okay. So this week, San Francisco goes to Chicago. The loser of this game probably locks up the the number two seat, the number two pick in the draft. Sure. And uh, who you pick? I I think I'm influenced by you. Well, I don't know because actually Chicago looked really good last week. Also, Matt Barkley was incredible. He was Which unbelievable. Is- and he was so bad in his previous game. So bad. They dropped like Ten passes. they dropped the most passes ever and he still had good numbers. I mean, he every he didn't throw a bad pass all game basically. Yeah, he was two, amazing. Two of them were could have been game tying or game winning touchdowns. And Barnwell was saying that they have like the worst receivers in the league and he's doing Very that bad. with the worst receivers in the league. Very bad. Yeah. I hope listen, every any team that like thinks they found their quarterback like what if Cody Kessler comes back and is like really good for the Browns? It's only good Good news yeah. for the Jets because yeah. last year there was like no teams fighting for QBs. We, you know, the Jets weren't interested in Osweiler, but like this year there's going to be eight teams, maybe seven, eight teams looking for quarterbacks. Not to not to mention, you know, the Redskins cousin situation, which could make it interesting. You want you don't want that many teams uh, fighting for for Tony yeah. Romo or Jay Cutler. Well, or you Mike mentioned Lennon. Cody Kessler, but actually RG three could be back with the Browns after their bye. Yeah. And if he plays decently, then they might decide that, that he's their quarterback for the next couple of years. So, obviously, you're rooting for RG3 to have a good December as well. It's not He's already having a bad November, right? Didn't his car <laughs> get robbed during the game? No, RG3 is past the point of no return. He's like a sad sack loser at this point. All right, so San Francisco at Chicago. I, I've been influenced by you. I'm going to pick San Francisco to win on the road. Um, no, I'm picking Chicago because Matt Barkley is, uh, is amazing. Even better than Colin Kaepernick. So you let's, do, let's do new quarterback rings. They'll, both these guys will be in my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the uh, the thirty first team in terms of interest for the uh, remaining schedule is the Cleveland Browns. Of course, mm. they also the only game they have. You could argue they should be higher just because the zero sixteen. Although I guess the Lions not only did the Lions go zero sixteen, they went zero sixteen to like minimal fanfare. Well, their 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 scoring differential I think also was like the worst ever. Whereas the Browns is actually like fifteenth. But the Lions were like that was a lot of Stafford wasn't the quarterback that whole year, right? No. That was Orlovsky. So, like, keep running out of the back of the end zone. Like, so they weren't even watchable or interesting. 
They were just like, getting destroyed. Nobody cared. Like, the Browns people are much more invested, even though it's happened already. It goes against my, like, theory of, like, once something happens, no one cares anymore. I feel like people will, because they're the Browns, people will be really into them when they're, like, 0-14 and 0-15. Well, so in week 17, the Browns are going to be 0-15, and, and they're going to be traveling to Pittsburgh, who's going to mm. be in a game they need to win to make yeah. the playoff. Yeah, it's going to be a so bloodbath. So that game will be a bloodbath, but it'll at least yeah. be a game that people will be interested in. Right. It'll so be that. like the the first Browns game ever, you know, the one where they came back in 1999, where they lost 43 nothing at home, but Drew Carey, like, led them out onto the field and never yeah. never watched the Browns game again. All right, so in 30th place uh, with the uh, third to uh, least interesting team over the remainder of the season is your beloved New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, they play every divisional team once. So the Bills and the Dolphins games are important for the playoffs. For those uh, teams. Uh, the Colts, I mean, I and can't even, I can't even sell our Jets-Colts. Like my, we, We've been selling tickets. Like My dad's like, just give them away for this week. I, I, I can't even... Going to a Monday night game in the Meadowlands is a miserable experience. Miserable, miserable. Except you, unless, you won't get home before 2 a.m. No, because there's no traffic. We've been is. home. Traffic over the bridge? Are you kidding? No, going to Long Island. You're thinking the city because oh. you're a dope. Yeah. Uh, if Except you live in a place where like people give you trucks at the end of birthday parties and don't steal them away, like Long yeah. Island. Yeah, the, the ride home after a night game to Long Island is always – once you get out of the parking lot – it's really quick. We got home in th- we got home in thirty minutes from the Monday Night Miracle. But hold on, how much time does it take you to get from your seat to out of the parking lot? That's an hour. Oh, we fly, we fly. Even my eighty-seven year old grandfather, he moves. All right. Okay. The second like it's kneeled down, we're running out, and we'll you know we, we he parks in like the best spot for getting out of the lot, like the spot closest to the exit, and it's uh, he's got a you know he's been doing this for fifty years. He's got a whole routine. All right, so this week the Jets are playing at home against the Colts on Monday night. Um, mm-hmm. You, you for some crazy reason, thought the Colts would be favored by three and a half on the road. Um, the Jets are favored in this game, obviously, and the Jets are going to win. Well, the thing is, as bad as the Jets are, they haven't had their best player for the last bunch of weeks, Nick Mangold. And his replacement, as always, is the worst player basically in the whole NFL. If you remember when they replaced Mangold with Colin Baxter for three weeks and they, were, they couldn't you know, get a first down about five years ago, six years ago. They're doing it again. Wesley Johnson is is not an NFL player. Yeah, makes babies cry, Wesley Johnson. And so if they get Mandelgo back, they're going to be competent. Like, they looked very competent last week against the Patriots. They stink, but, like, they're competent stinkers. So, yeah, I agree they should. They've, they've really had the Colts number in recent years. Colts don't scare me, but hopefully we could blow it at the end of the game. I mean, Bowles is such a mess. Hopefully he could, you know, they don't know, call timeout they don't even have anymore and get a penalty and the Colts will kick a field goal and win the game. All right, so that's your pick? Colts yeah. to win? Yeah, Colts to win right. on a, on a, ba- on a d- delay of game call on the coach because he called a fourth timeout. All right, uh, the next team on my list at 29 is the Chicago Bears. Uh, this is another team that the only reason that they're as high as they are is because in weeks 15, 16, 17, they're playing teams that need wins to make the playoffs. They're playing the Packers. They're playing Washington, and then they're playing the Vikings. And those games have interest for the fans of the other team. So that's the only reason the Bears are a little bit higher. Right, and they could ruin the Lions season maybe by beating them. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that's true. They're playing, they're playing the Lions. You have uh, that, that. That's your only, the only game you have the Lions winning the rest of the way, right? No, I have the Lions winning. you're an insane win- person. No I, have, no, I have the Lions losing this week, right, yeah. at New Orleans. Then mm-hmm. I have the Lions beating the Bears. Then I have the Lions losing to the Giants in New York. Are any of these controversial? I, I mean, so. they can beat any of those teams. 
Well, the every single Lions game has been decided in the last two minutes. Sure. They, you know, so they've pulled them out of their butts. So in theory, but and then I have the Lions losing to the Cowboys on the road again. So I have them losing on the road to three playoff contenders. I have them beating the Bears at home, and that'll make them eight and seven. The the way that I have it predicted, they're very lucky because they're going to go into Week 17 against the Packers with the Packers already clinched the division and locked into the four seed. Oh my God, you have people locked in for Week 17 already. I love it. Oh, didn't you see my tweets? I I tweeted out uh, the final results of the schedule going into Week 17. I have all four NFC, not just divisions clinched, but all four teams locked into seeds one, two, three, and four with no movement. Mm-hmm. So none of the division winners are going to have anything to play for, which is great for the Lions because the Lions are going to be one of six teams competing for the final playoff spot. Lions, Vikings, Cardinals, Washington, Saints, and Panthers are all going to be fighting for the last wild card. And the Lions are going to be the only one who control their own destiny to win it and they're in. And they're going to be playing the Packers who are going to have nothing to play for. So I think the Lions are going to weasel their way into the sixth seed for that reason. Mm, interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, so at 29, I have the Bears. Uh, they have games that, you know, every single game they have pretty much after this week is a game where their opponent, you know, needs a win for the playoffs. At 28, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Jeff Fisher <laughs> has no idea who is on the Patriots, the team that he's playing this week. He uh, said at a press conference earlier today that he likes their three running backs, which are LeGarrette Blunt, Danny Woodhead, and Brandon Bolden. I mean, do you think he was, like, drinking? Like, what's the deal? So Deadspin's had this running question about uh, Jeff Fisher all year, where either Jeff Fisher is a magnificent troll or he's a complete moron, which I guess you could say about our president-elect as well. Mm. And, but, they're not, but they're really not sure which one he is. And it's, I, I just can't believe that the head coach of a football team confused. I mean, Brandon Bolden and Danny Wooden haven't been on that team since, like, 2012. Yeah, like, if he is so clueless, how would he even know who Brandon Bolden is? You know what I mean? Like, if he really didn't follow the league at all, enough to, like, not know who the Patriots running backs are, how did he know, like, their 11th most famous running back of the last five years? And it's, yeah, and Deion Lewis is, like, a pretty high-profile guy, I think. Yeah, if you don't know Deion, I'd say if you're in the NFL and you don't know Deion Lewis, who was on pace to break the the NFL record for most tackles broken in the season until he got hurt last year, you shouldn't be in the NFL. First of all, if you're in the NFL, if you're in a fantasy league and you don't know who Deion Lewis is. Yeah, I drafted Deion Lewis in, I think, all six leagues, or five out of my six leagues. Yeah, and st- not really stashed him the whole year, and it's n- not going to pay off. Yeah, it'll be great in the fifth place games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be great in like week sixteen, seventeen. It'll be great in the in the playoffs, but that. Won't yeah, be. but when I'm not when I'm not there, in my consolation yeah. matchup. Exactly. All right. So the Rams this week are playing the Patriots. Obviously, uh, we both think the Rams are going to get killed in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, number twenty-seven is Buffalo, and I'll tell you why I have Buffalo wow. twenty. Crazy talk. Uh, so the next two weeks are very huge. Are big games for Buffalo. They're playing Oakland this week. Uh huh. And they're playing Pittsburgh next week. Yeah, massive games. But the problem for Buffalo is they're six and five. They need to win both of those games to be in the playoff race. Mm. No, they they can't go four and one the rest of the way. That's not good enough for you. Well, frankly, even if they do, they're not going to. Th- this is the thing: they're not going to make the playoffs because three teams in the NFC West are locked. Like the wild cards are AFC are West. Or AFC West, excuse me. Yeah. So, but Buffalo. So, so Buffalo has two good games the next two weeks. But then in week fifteen, they're playing the Browns, which they should win, but it's a game nobody's interested in. And then in week sixteen, they're playing the Dolphins which in theory could be a really interesting game between two teams competing for a playoff spot. But the way I see it, both teams will be eliminated already. Because yeah, they'll, both be, they'll both be 8-6 and six or 7-7, seven and seven, but the three teams in the AFC West will all have 10 wins already at that point. So I think Bills, be- Raiders, Bills, Steelers are both coin tosses. Bills are not bad. Yeah, so I mean, the next two weeks they got good games. Uh, this week I'm going to pick the Raiders to win. That game's I mean, they have so many – with Watkins back, they just have so many weapons. Well, who? Watkins and McCoy. Yeah, that's a lot of weapons. Tyra Taylor with his legs, baby. Yeah, um, it's kind of crazy to me. This line, by the way, 
was uh, Oakland by three. So Vegas seems to think that these teams are equal, which is kind of nuts because Oakland's nine and two. Yeah, Buffalo's good. They're red hot and they're good. All right, so you're going to pick them to win in Oakland? No, of course not. All right, uh, next we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the only reason the Jaguars are ahead of Buffalo is because their game, because their division is so bad, all their division games matter. So they're going to play Tennessee in a game Tennessee needs to win to make the playoffs. They're going to play Indy in Week 17 in a game that Indy needs to win to make the playoffs. Uh, they're playing Houston in Week 15 in a game that Houston. So they're playing all three of their divisional opponents, and all three of those teams uh, need wins to make the playoffs. Interesting. So that's the, so that's the only reason the Jaguars' schedule is a little bit higher than the teams we've already mentioned. Nobody cares to watch the Jaguars uh, for the Jaguars themselves, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, uh, do you have a pick for the Jaguars game this week? Jaguars against the Broncos. Yeah, uh, the Broncos are going to win. It's a good survivor game if you're still alive in Survivor, I think. Oh, because wow. if you've yeah, already Broncos. used the Patriots, then I think Denver on the road is your second best bet. Well, Seattle's a six and a half point favorite at home against Carolina. Yeah, that would be crazy. I think Carolina's going to win that game. That's a crazy game to oh, pick. Wow. Okay, well, that's interesting. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, that's the second biggest spread. Of the if you're the picking third- the Seattle offensive line, if you're relying on them for anything the rest of the year, you're insane. Well, after what we saw this week, of course, yeah. Um, all right, okay, so then uh, next on my list is the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Tampa is a team, they're 5-6. and six. In theory, they can make the playoffs, but I think that they're going to lose this week to San Diego, and that would pretty much put them That would. The this could, this is, whoever loses this game, it's going to be like a heart ripped out of their the heart valve. Well, San whatever, Diego whatever heart no, gets ripped out of. San Diego already has no chance in the playoffs. Right, but I'm just saying, no, I, I just mean like these, these two teams are going to play the type of game where yeah. the loss is going to be on some absurd, you know, call or the... Yeah, but here's the thing. Tampa the the to- Dwayne Rudd situation. By the way, I, I, I saw like a clip of the Dwayne Rudd play recently. Yeah. What's insane about the Dwayne Rudd play is not that he but takes his helmet off. Remember, yeah, it was, it was the Chiefs against the Browns. The game should have been over. Week one? Was it week one? It was week one, I believe. Dwayne Rudd yeah. took his former Viking, took his helmet off on the field, 15-yard penalty, so they moved Kansas City up 15 yards, and they got kicked like a 56-yard field goal. But the, the crazy, like, the game is over, because the last play, he, like, he like th- throws a pass that gets, like, lateral to an offensive lineman. So, like, who, the yardage... Who was the quarterback for Kansas City? Was it Matt Castle? Trent Green? I think it maybe is Green. Okay. I think it's Green. I think maybe it was the year Castle was playing for the Patriots. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I'm... My keyboard is behind behind me. I'm not googling. Um, I got a baby in my arms, so I'm not. Googling yeah. Either. So the the so the offensive lineman ran with the ball, and they didn't even care because the game was over, like yeah. all the way to midfield. And then he takes his helmet off. So like, not only was it a 15 yard penalty, but like the game was over so badly that they weren't even like trying to tackle this offensive lineman until he got to midfield. So it's yeah. even like crazier when you watch the replay, knowing they lost the game on the next play. Very Brownsy. Yeah. All right, what else we got? All right, yeah. So Tampa. So I was saying Tampa Bay. This is the thing. They they're going to play in Dallas, and that's going to be a loss for sure. And no, I don't know. Dallas is going to have a letdown game or two. Dallas isn't going fifteen and one. All right. Well, but well, maybe not because they'll clinch after the Tampa. game. No, any of these teams could beat Dallas. All right. So tied at twenty third, we have two teams going in two different directions. Uh, the first one is the Patriots. The Patriots are tied at twenty third, mostly because. They're going to have everything locked up because they're playing a bunch of gimme teams, right? So they're playing the Rams this week. Nobody cares about that. They're playing Miami in Week 17 in a game that will be meaningless for both teams. They're playing the Jets in Week 16 in a game that will be an easy win for the Patriots. Uh, The only good game the Patriots have left is 
you know, the best remaining, what will be the best game in Week 15, which is Patriots at Broncos. Uh, that'll be an important game for both teams. Uh, if the Patriots were to win, they might be able to lock up the one seed, and the Broncos, of course, will be playing uh, for a playoff spot or certainly for a division crown. So that'll be a good game. But other than that, the Patriots have four games that nobody cares about, which is okay. why they're this low. Hmm. Uh, uh, this week, obviously, we said that the Patriots are going to destroy Los Angeles. Um, oh, so Tampa at San Diego this week. San Diego, I have winning. Who do you have? Yeah, playing? home team, San Diego. Okay. All right, and then uh, San Diego is the team that is tied with the Patriots at number 23. By the way, I really like Tyrell Williams. Every time I every time I turn on a Chargers game, it's like, oh, that guy's like seven feet tall and he makes catches. So San Diego's just, you feel bad for them because they're going to end up 9-7 and seven with one of the top 10 teams in the league, and yet they have no chance at a playoff spot. No, no, no. chance, none. Yeah. Um, Frankly, because they should get the to... NFC's six spot if they go nine and seven. Yeah, Seattle moved from the AFC West to the NFC. Why can't San Diego do it for one year? No, I just just like in the middle of the season, like right now, they yeah. should move. Oh, I, I, well, I mean, nobody in San Diego cares. Just but... like the Timberwolves should move to the East so they could actually make the playoffs this year. Yeah, well, I mean, that would involve playing defense. You know, I, I think no, you don't. Play. You don't have to play defense in the East. Come on, you'd still, you'd be guys would make the playoffs in the East no matter what. All right. Okay. I shouldn't make fun. The Spurs just lost at home to Orlando by double digits. I shouldn't make fun. Yeah, and they still have the second best record in that in the NBA. So, um, all right. Uh, number twenty-two. I have the Miami Dolphins this week. Miami Dolphins with a huge game at Baltimore. Uh, the reason I have Miami relatively low is because do you know I, I know a guy who's a Dolphins and Ravens fan. Oh my god! Like even like he roots for both teams. He must that, be so well, conflicted this week. I'm going to ask well, him first who he's of all, rooting for. There could not. Those two teams are basically the same this year. Right. This year, they're, yeah, oh yeah. They're both teams who can easily and will easily lose to the Jets in New York. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens lost to the Jets. The, the Dolphins got outplayed by the Jets and the Browns. Yeah. Uh, th- this is the thing. The Dolphins are 7-4. and four, The Ravens are 6-5. and five. So if the Ravens win this game at home, they're both 7-5 and five and the Ravens have the tiebreaker. And again, to make the wild card in the a- AFC, you need a minimum of 10 wins and probably 11 wins. So this is a game where the loser season is done. And the winner needs to win out. So probably both team season is done. But so this week, Miami at Baltimore is a really, really good game. But I predict that the Ravens are going to win, and thereafter, the Dolphins don't have another game that's going to be relevant on their schedule. What say you? Uh, could this game end in like a 9-9 tie? It could. It certainly could. Is that your prediction? Are you going to go on record as a predicting a tie here? Uh, yeah, I'm predicting a tie. I don't care about this game. I'm going to say this right now. If you predict a tie for the sake of our uh, 32 fans pick and pool, yeah. and they you tie... You can't. You can't. There's no well, option I'm, for tie. There's no option on ESPN, but I'm telling you right now that if you want to officially designate that as no. your pick... No. <laughs> all right. I was going to make an executive... I was going to reward you five points, a five okay. bonus point, which would be enough to uh, lock up the one seed for you. Sweet. All right. Okay. But uh, you're not mad enough to do that. No, so, but I'm predicting a tie in the podcast. Okay. For podcast purposes, you're predicting a pot tie, and I'm predicting that Baltimore is going to win. Okay. Uh, next on our list at number 21, we have Indy. Uh, Indy's a boring team that we shouldn't care about, but because they're going to be in a divisional race, all their games, other than this week when they play the Jets, all their games are fairly important, uh, which is why they're a 21, even though they're a garbage team. I was trying to think, could we make up ESPN? There's every day there's another article. Like ESPN's losing a million subscribers a month. They're losing money. No one's watching Monday Night Football. Can we make up an ESPN like soul-crushing what that Saturday afternoon matchup is that would, like, break their hearts the most? What's the worst possible opening playoff game matchup for oh, ESPN? It's Kansas City at Houston. Yeah, okay, you nailed it. Oh, we're on the same page. I was yeah. thinking Casey Houston. I saw, saw it last year already. It's the same game, right? Yeah, they won 30-3. Yeah. to three. Casey Houston is literally the worst game, you know, using these teams. I'm sure there's a scenario 
were like, what if like the the, oh, like ba- the Browns and Bears? <laughs> yeah, well, no, like the seven, eight, and one Bengals, but they're even more exciting than probably the. Uh, oh, for sure. Like watching, you know, the Bengals lose in the playoffs for the seventh straight year was interesting. It, and also because like, and it Fonta's can't be NFC because you assume there's going to be. Like any NFC East team is much bigger than those teams. Like even if it's the Redskins. Oh, so yeah, for sure. You're gonna you can't. So like, is there a, is there a bad NFC scenario? Like, who's the four seed? You know, Detroit versus. Now nah, Detroit, Minnesota is still better than Houston, Kansas City. Yeah, it would have to. Yeah, if, if Detroit was the four seed, and then who's the boringest team they could right? Face? Like it, it would be. Detroit, Carolina is not great, but you have Cam Newton there. But they're not going to be in. They're going to be the five seed no matter what. Yeah, no, there's no chance. Arizona, there. like no, Carolina, Arizona was like a historically bad from like TV markets, NFC Championship. Like it was a you know a terribly boring game last year. But yeah. those teams are out of it. You know, I, we, meant, we yeah. mentioned the Kansas City Houston Walker game last year. Brian Hoyer, it's so weird because last year in the in the regular season, Brian Hoyer was a really good quarterback. I think he had like. 18 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I'm making these numbers up off the top of my head. Uh-huh. He had a pretty good season, mm-hmm. and obviously he was good enough for DeAndre Hopkins to be all-world. He led his team to the playoffs, and then he was so bad in that game against Kansas City, he threw, I think, three interceptions in the first half. Think of, like, the number of things that happened as a result of that. First of all, Houston offered $72 million to Brock Osweiler, right? Mm-hmm. Single-handedly because of that game. Because if, if, if Hoyer has a decent game and they win, he's still the quarterback this year. Okay, Akiva, we're back. Shockingly, my wife and the other uh, new mothers and babies were not overly keen with me recording a podcast from the uh, postpartum wing of the hospital. But fortunately, I live directly across the street from the hospital, so five minutes later, I'm home. Wow, that's amazing. So we were up to, and we're doing the power ranking of uh, the how good teams' schedules are over the remainder of the season. And number 20 is the New Orleans Saints. Uh, new, new Orleans is a team, they're always good to watch. You know, they got a great offense. Uh, they play a lot of exciting games. This week, they're playing Detroit at home at a game, again, that it's a pretty much a must-win for New Orleans to have a shot at a playoff spot, and I think they will win. Yeah, I think the Saints are going to win. And then after that, again, because that's a division where everybody's kind of alive, so, you know, they, they got a couple of uh, decent games uh, coming up. Although, if they get eliminated, obviously, uh, some of their, their last games, uh, like their, you know, Week 17 against Atlanta, for example, Week 16 against Tampa, those games might not be relevant, but I think they might be. Uh, all right, number 19 on our list is, or I should say on my list, is Houston. Houston is a team that nobody ever wants to watch, but because... You yeah, know, and are, see, they... you didn't include watchability from an excitement standpoint, obviously. I did a little bit, but I mostly did, in, is the game important for the playoffs? Yeah, because Houston yeah. is, you know, without with, with Watt, they're below average. Without Watt, they're unwatchable. Yeah, but the thing is, Houston... Unwatchable Tennessee... with, with two yeah. T's. Agreed, but Houston at... Oh, I see what you did there. Houston at Tennessee in Week 17 could very well be a play-in game, mm-hmm. so that'll be a huge game. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's, so they have these games that you don't really care to see, but they are relevant. Next week they play at Indy and that's another game where the winner will, you know, have a a strong lead in that division. So, uh, that's, that's why they are where they are. Houston goes to Green Bay this week and we each expect uh, Green Bay to kill them, right? No, Green Bay's not not good enough to kill anybody. Okay. Well, they beat Eagles. for Philly. Yeah. Uh, I guess they're a somewhat similar team, just with a worse quarterback. Philly at home had been unbeatable. Philly at home beat Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Atlanta. They beat everybody. So who are you picking? Houston at Green Bay, who are you picking? I'll pick Green Bay, but I don't think they're going to blow them out. Okay. Uh, Number 18, uh, the highest-ranking team in their division, is the uh, Tennessee Titans. They're on a bye this week, but they come back from that bye, and, you know, they're, they're playing Denver in a game that, you know, is exciting. They're playing Kansas City in a game that's exciting. And if they can win either one of those, 
Then they'll be in a great spot for the division, and then they play Jacksonville, which is a you know should be an easy win in Week 16. And then they'd be at home again with the possibly a, a playing game against Houston in Week 17. So that's why Tennessee's up there. Number 17 is Atlanta. Atlanta this week is playing uh, what to me is the game of the week against Kansas City. I mean, if that's the game of the week, you got a pretty lame week. So as I said, I rank games five stars, four stars, three stars, two stars, one star. That's the only five star game I have this week. As composed as compared to next week, I have four five star games, for example. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but the, the the biggest games this week it's Kansas City, Atlanta, the Giants at Pittsburgh, Miami at Baltimore. Dallas and Minnesota. I mean, you know, it, there aren't that many great games really this week. So, but Kansas City, Atlanta, that's a really good game, I think. Uh, but after that, Atlanta's schedule, frankly, I think, again, I think they're going to be locked into the three seed hanging into week 17. So I don't think there's a lot of drama there for Atlanta. Uh, you know, you could be right. They could have some boring games at the end of the year. All right. Uh, what's your prediction for this week against Kansas City? Against Kansas City. Uh, this game is, is in KC, right? No, it's in Atlanta. Oh, so I have the Falcons winning. Nervous yeah. about the injuries starting to pile up for Atlanta. Yeah, I will take uh, the Falcons as well on their way to that uh, that three seed. Um, all right, and then um, next on my schedule at number sixteen is the Bengals. Now you might ask why the Bengals are this high because they look like they've completely given up. But here's the thing: the next two weeks, th- this week is a tough game but a winnable game. They're playing at home against the Eagles. And the Eagles have been a different team on the road versus at home. And plus, we just saw the Eagles on Monday night, and they did not look impressive at all. If Cincy can somehow beat the Eagles this week, they get to 4-7-1, right? The next week, they're playing the Browns. You have to figure that's a win. All of a sudden, they're 5-7-1, and, and they can win this division. At 8-7-1? Well, they, play, they, they host Pittsburgh, which is a game that they could win. They play Houston, which is a game that they could win. And then they host Baltimore, which is a game they could win. I'm not saying they're going to win out, but... You can see them winning every single game, and frankly, I think that they could be favored in every single game. Um, although they're, they're they're underdogs on the road against Philly this week, but I'm picking them to beat Philly. But they're bad. I'm, they're yeah, not oh, beating Philly. Well, but AJ Green also might come back at a certain point. All right, so you're picking Philly to win this week. I'm picking Cincy. Yeah, Philly. If they if they lose, they plummet down my rankings because uh, you know if well, they lose this week, yeah. This is an ins- they should be like 28th. All right, number. They 15. have the sixth pick in the draft right now. This is insane. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens the next. If they win the next two weeks, uh, they're going to be very interesting the last couple weeks of the year. All right, uh, number 15 on my list is Seattle. Seattle's a team who, because they're going to be locked into that two seed, probably, they're not going to be that exciting down the stretch. This week, they have a pretty good game, obviously, right? They're hosting Carolina. You already said you think Carolina's going to go into Seattle and win. Yeah. Anyone, any, anyone with a good front seven is beating Seattle the rest of the way. Well, next week they go to Green Bay in a game that obviously Green Bay could definitely win. Yeah, but Green Bay doesn't have a good front seven. I'm not sure they could take advantage of the Seahawks. Yeah, but then after that they they play the Rams. Yeah. In in what is going to be a, a a really un a really boring game that nobody wants to see on a Thursday. No, that could be a good game, honestly. Ugh, the Rams are terrible. Yeah, but their um, line is going to destroy the Seahawks' offensive line. Maybe, but then in Week 17 they're playing San Francisco. That'll be a meaningless game. Yeah, so there's a lot of bad games on that schedule. Yeah, exactly. So that's why Seattle, you know, even though a good team, only 15. Number 14, I have Carolina. Carolina obviously is probably one of the best six teams in the NFC, but because of all those early season losses, they're very long shot to make the playoffs. I do think they could make the playoffs. Uh, based on my hypothetical predictions of every remaining game, I have Carolina going into Week 17, 7-8, and eight, but alive for the wild card. You know what they need to do to make the wild card in Week 17? They need to win. They need the Lions to lose. They need the Vikings to lose. They need Washington to lose. They need Arizona to lose. And they need the Saints to lose. Uh, yeah, listen. It could happen. Yeah. 
And all those games will be at 1 o'clock, although I guess not the Arizona game. So, um, yeah. So, so In Carolina, your pretend thing, what's getting flexed to the, to the Week 17 night game? I think it's Oakland at Denver, and this is what we discussed. You said, oh, they don't care about rankings, but Oakland at Denver, to me, is going to be... If, if Green Bay and Detroit is a playing game, then we could see Green Bay and Detroit, and I guess the same is true for Baltimore and Cincinnati. Oh, if Green Bay and Detroit is a playoff game, that's going to be the game. Unless, yeah, like, Giants-Redskins is a playoff game or something. Yeah, and that could be also, frankly. So, yeah, we, we're not going to know for a couple of weeks. Number 13 on my list is Detroit. Uh, we both picked the Saints to win that game. But Detroit, look, next week... Detroit is going to play the Bears, so that's obviously a boring game. But other than that, this is a team that's leading a division, which means all their games are big. They're playing the Giants in Week 15, which is a huge game, right? Mm-hmm. We already said Week 17 against the Packers could be a play-on game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in Week 16, they're playing the Cowboys, which you got to imagine the Cowboys will win that one fairly easily. But it's also possible if the Cowboys are 13-1 and and they've locked up the one seed, then that could be – it might not be interesting, but that could be a game Detroit can win. So uh, number 11, I have the Cardinals tied with the Vikings at 11. The Cardinals I probably have too high because they're probably out of it. Yeah. But I still think I have the Cardinals turning it around a little bit, uh, winning a couple of games, getting to 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one, heading into Week 17, which means they still would be alive for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know I've been a big Cardinals apologist. I, I To me, though, it's over. They should not be. They should be like twenty three on this rankings. They, well, this week decides it because they're four six and one. If they lose to Washington this week, their season's over. They were listless and lifeless last week against Atlanta. It, they were ugly against Atlanta. I picked them to cover. That was wrong. I'm going to predict them to beat uh, Washington this week. Well, we were talking about teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback. Like they really have to think about moving on from Palmer if he if he doesn't show it for the rest of the year. He's so old. He's been a bottom five quarterback this year, yeah. and he's old. Yeah, I think they do have to move on from him. Man, that's a good spot for Romo. Is that, I'd rather go to, to uh, Denver than Arizona. If you're Romo, I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna this like are they gonna sign him? Like Simeon was so good last week. Uh, I mean, okay, it was one game. We've seen Palmer have more than one mm. game, but well, it's possible. I don't know. We'll see. And Romo might not want even if like they're willing. Like, why would Romo go there? He gets hurt for two weeks in the preseason, and then Simeon takes his job, and he gets dacked again. Like go so he wants to go to a place where there's no backup. No backup. Like Mark Sanchez is my backup. But doesn't he want a team that if he does get injured for a couple of weeks is still going to make the playoffs? Well, he, in his mind, Arizona plus me is an automatic playoff team. Yeah. Automatic. I mean, and it's true. A healthy Tony Romo on the Cardinals and that team is is going to get a bye. So here's the thing. In, in 2014, obviously Romo was the best quarterback in the NFL statistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now that we see what and, and um, Demarco Murray was the best running back in the NFL that year. Now yeah. that we've seen what Dak has done this year, does it sort yeah. of, it, in a sense, it almost it diminishes a little bit. Romo's success two years ago a little bit diminishes Dak, and also Dak's success a little bit diminishes Romo because you realize so. Much- no, I mean the line wasn't this good. They didn't have Collins yet, right? They didn't. The line wasn't this good. They ran for almost two thousand yards. Demarco Murray by himself. Yeah, but listen, he's doing that for the Titans too. Yeah. He's been amazing. All right. So what's your what's your what's your prediction for this week's game? Washington at Arizona. I have the Cardinals winning to keep the season alive. I'm going to say the Redskins win. All right, so if that happens, i got to totally rejigger these because Arizona season will be done, yeah. and Washington will be in a much better position than I think they are. Uh, and then tied with Arizona is the Vikings. The Vikings, you know, they have a tough game this week at home on Thursday against Dallas, obviously. I'm saying right now I predict Dallas to win the game easily. But after that, actually, the Vikings get a bit of a reprieve. They play the Jaguars, which, you know, should be a win. Again, the Jaguars have literally never beaten a winning team. And then they play the Bears in Week 17. So the Vikings have a couple of easier games. They play the Colts at home which is a game that should be very winnable. The only tough games the Vikings have left is this week and then at Green Bay, which is why I think the Vikings have a fairly decent shot at finishing 9-7. and seven. Whether or not they can make the playoffs since they lose tiebreakers to Green Bay and Detroit is another story. But um, 
You agree, by the way, this week Dallas beats the Vikings, right? Oh, yeah. The Vikings yeah. stink. Okay. All right. Uh, number 10 on my list is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh has a couple of amazing games left. Uh, obviously, this week at home against the Giants, I think, is a fantastic game. I think the, I think the Steelers are going to win it easily, and the Giants are going to be shown for the frauds they are. Yeah, it's, no, it's really, I think it's a really interesting game. I don't think the Giants are frauds, but I think the Steelers win. I mean, the Giants' six-game winning streak has been built on the backs of complete garbage teams. As you pointed out last week, they have the uh, worst differential for a team that was 7-3 uh, in NFL history. I assume that's true as well for 8-3, probably. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't see an update to that stat, but I can't imagine it changed. Yeah, but yeah, but Pittsburgh, yeah, but then P- Pittsburgh's got a tough schedule. The next week they got to go at Buffalo, which is a game they can easily lose. Probably they'll be underdogs. Then they got to go at Cincinnati, which if AJ Green's back and I'm right about Cincinnati winning the next two games, that'll be a game that's all of a sudden interesting uh, for both teams. Uh, and then in Week 16 they're playing the Ravens in what will probably be the game of the week in Week 16. That'll probably be like a playing game. It could be. And then in Week 17 they have the Browns, which is a garbage game, which is the only reason that uh, the the Pittsburgh's down at number ten on this list. Yeah, but even that, as we said, could be a really good game from the Pittsburgh perspective. Well, they'll blow them out, but it'll be important. But it's not going to be a good game sure. to watch. You'll yeah. tell your grandkids. You know, they, now that you have like three kids, I have three kids. My kids, you know, could be halfway to giving me grandkids. Uh, even more if they're cool. Um, the <laughs> the uh, like the idea of telling your grandkids. Like the truth is like. Yes, my grandfather tells me sports things and I appreciate it, but I feel like I'm in like the 107th percentile of people who might care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. could you imagine? I don't, you don't have any living grandparents, I don't think, right? Correct. The, the, I, like, could you imagine? But you, you grew up with, gra- with a grandparent, I'm assuming. My grandmother. Yeah, and she, did, she didn't tell you anything about like, like, the, like Super Bowl one or yeah. like the 47 I World mean, Series or my, anything? My grandmother and I used to watch Gophers basketball games together, mm-hmm. but she wasn't telling about games of yore. That was really because she had cable and we didn't, so we'd go to her house. Right. My grandfather will, like, cut things out of the newspaper, like, this week, you know, from, like, the news day. It'll be, like, you know, today in sports, like, 1943, and it'll be, like, I was at that game, Akiva. Yeah, you know? so when people say they'll tell their grandkids, your grandfather is, like, the only alive example of somebody who actually does that. Right, exactly. No one, like, go. you know, t- my point is, like, 20 years from now, tell, like, Erez's child, your grandkid, about, like, you know, the, like, Kirby Puckett, and they're going to be, like... My iPad 40, I'm going to beat you with it if you don't walk away, old man. If you had to pick one sporting event from your lifetime mm-hmm. thus far that you would tell yeah. your hypothetical grandchild about, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. It would be like a sporting event I played in. <laughs> they won't believe you. You'll be in a wheelchair. And <laughs> yeah. Like, I had eight points in garbage time after, like, Harold Rosengarten put up 30 in the first half in a color war game. Uh. I, uh, I had two half court threes. Good times for when we were up by forty. Yeah. Harold Rosengarten was an amazing. Oh, but Harold was definitely five foot six at ten years old. Also, oh, he was he had a beard when we were like yeah. when we were ten. He was in a, you know know these stories. Harold was like was like the probably like the best like eleven year old basketball player in the country. Oh, so basically Harold was what he is now. He was at eleven basically. A hundred percent, eleven year old Harold. I'm sure could have destroyed the thirty three year old Harold. No question. Um, all right, so that's a. Uh, I'm try- for me, I guess the answer would be, I, I don't know, probably one of the Vikings' heartbreaking losses. Either 98 or, yeah, I'd say the 98 loss, the Gary Anderson game. I'm, I'm going to be a depressing old man to hang around. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's also, it's like the worst day of both of our lives from a sporting perspective that day. So, yeah. so I, listen, that maybe that would be my game too. I mean, I get, if I had to tell them about a game, I'd tell them about game five, 1999, because I went with my grandfather and he sat out in the rain um, you know, for 15 innings until Ventura's Grand Slam single 
and we didn't leave even though we were freezing and shivering and he could have like gotten sick and died from that you know yeah, so i should uh, well so i was at the greatest game of kevin garnett's career which was game seven against sacramento i guess mm. i guess i'd say that game or i was at i was at game one of the world series i sat next to greg agney's father so maybe I should, yeah. greg agney hit, that's a good brag for your grandkids greg agney, greg agney hit a three-run home run in that game yeah that's gonna really impress the old grandkids uh, how many people in America under the age of 12 right now c- could tell you who Greg Agnew is? Do you think there's 100 like, people in America? No, like t- most people, most 12-year-olds don't know who Curtis Granderson is. Like, they don't know baseball players. <laughs> so they, they don't know mediocre starting shortstops from the early 90s? I would guess not. Like, maybe there's some Mike Bordick fans out there, Kevin Stocker, but not Greg Agnew. No. Yeah. How did we get discussing? Oh, because our grandparents, yeah, and your grandfather. Mm. Yes. Uh, okay, so number nine on my list, I have a Washington team that all mm. the teams that are sort of like 6 to 10 as opposed to 1 to 5, it's because they have one garbage game remaining, which lowers their average. So for Washington, mm-hmm. it's that they play the Bears in Week 16. So that should be a gimme. But other than that, Washington's got a bunch of... But wait, Cousins versus Matt Barkley could be the top two quarterbacks in the NFL going off against each other. Yeah, so this week against Arizona, that's a great game. Next week against the Eagles is another great game for Washington. Uh, then the next week, they're playing Monday Night Football against Carolina. Carolina's probably out of it at that point, but um, if either... If gonna- uh, but, and ESPN probably thought they had a mo- monster game there, too, Washington-Carolina. That's unless Carol- I mean, if Carolina wins this week, it's it's a watchable game. Carolina you know? could be alive, for sure. I mean, I told you, I, I yeah. think that they'll be alive te- math- technically, mathematically. Yeah. And then week 17, Washington hosting the Giants, that could be a game. Uh, I have it as the Giants are already clinched as a wild card, but uh, that could be a game where they're both playing, so who knows. Yeah. So, yeah, Washington's got a pretty good schedule. Number eight is the Dallas Cowboys. They might plummet because they might lock everything up in two weeks, right? This week they're playing the Vikings, which is, you know, a decent game. Next week they're playing the Giants, which is another pretty – probably should be a better game just because, you know, they're divisional, uh, division rivals and it's on Sunday football, right. et cetera. Um, but Dallas, I expect, will win both of those games. And if they do, they might have clinched everything even before they play Tampa in Week 15. And certainly if they beat Tampa in Week 15, they'll clinch everything. So if they got nothing to play for – then uh, that game against Detroit in Week 16 becomes less important, and then the game against the Eagles in Week 17 becomes completely irrelevant. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we'll see. Number seven on this list is uh, the Green Bay Packers. So the Packers, again, they play the Bears in Week 15, which is, you know, again, anytime you play the Bears or the Niners or the Browns, it, it plummets your average. But other than that... Yeah. Even though it's uh, such a big rivalry that it's all anybody cares about, right? That Packers-Bears rivalry that... We, but when, when both teams are good, we hear about and then no one cares. But other, and then we said this week the Packers are playing Houston. But after that, week 14 they're playing Seattle. That's, uh, that's, that's, the, late, that's the game of the week on, on Fox. That's going to be a huge game. Okay, yeah, so we covered the Packers. That's enough. Uh, number five, we have two teams who are tied and uh, are bad. And, and you notice we have, only, we have six teams left and three of them are in that AFC West where you said nobody cares about seeding. But e- all those teams are making the playoffs and all those teams have monster games the rest of the year. So uh, number, at number five, I have Oakland and Denver tied. So first of all, Oakland this week is playing the Buffalo Bills at home. We both said that Oakland's going to win that game, but that's a good game. But after that, Oakland has games that are arguably game of the week every week. Uh, week 14, they're going at Kansas City on a Thursday night. To me, that's the game of the week. The next week, they're going at San Diego. That's not a game of the week, but that's a very good game, obviously. The, mm-hmm. the next week they're hosting Indy on Sunday night. I think that well, that's Sunday afternoon. I think that's going to be the game of the week, though, or is that Saturday afternoon? Because uh, the Saturdays in week sixteen. Yeah, it's the twenty fourth. Yeah. The the thing about Oakland also is like we talked about this a few weeks ago. There's like a lot of really good defensive teams that are below average on offense or have like a fatal flaw, like a bad quarterback or a hideous offensive line, like Seattle or Minnesota. And then you have teams that have really good offenses, like a New Orleans or Atlanta, 
uh, and then their defense can't stop anybody. And Oakland has a little bit of both. Not that their defense is great, but it's at least watchable. It's exciting. Cleo Mack, you know, they were like murdering people last week, and they, they hit hard. So Oakland's exciting on both sides of the ball. So yeah. if you're adding in watchability, they're super watchable. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, like, if you're the NFL, what would be the most exciting conference championship games? And you think, like, Pats Raiders and, and then Cowboys Seahawks. You're pretty much golden on on uh, that Sunday, no? Do the Raiders have a big enough national following? Oh, or I mean, you want to go like crazy? You go Cowboys Giants. That would be the Raiders have a little bit of a national following. If they're good, they'll be, uh, you know, like all well, California will watch. You know, people who aren't necessarily monster football fans. Yeah, that that's a you. That's probably. I'd say they're ideal matchups at this point. I mean, you want to say Pittsburgh? I don't know how realistic that is. They're not good enough. New England, Pittsburgh, but like New England, Oakland, Giants, Cowboys with a backup of Seahawks, Cowboys is, you know, they, they'd sign for that right I mean, now for sure. I don't know why you're counting the Giants there and saying Pittsburgh's not good enough. I mean, the Giants are way worse than Pittsburgh is. Well, what's the record? Yeah, well, but we'll see because, again, I think the Giants are going to go on a losing streak now. I think they're going to Right, but either way, the Giants are at best the five seed and Steelers probably win yeah. their division. So. The, the, well, obviously, the problem is that the, there's going to be that awful game with whoever wins the AFC South, but they'll be gotten rid of pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so uh, tied with uh, Oakland, of course, is Denver. Denver this week has a, a joke game because they're playing Jacksonville. But after that, next week they're playing Tennessee, coming off a bye, Tennessee in a position where they got to win. That could be a good game. And then after that, Denver schedule again. They got week 15 game of the week against the Patriots, week 17 game of the week against the Raiders, and week 16 against Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. They could have three consecutive games of the week, Denver, like, like the best game of the week, week 15, 16, 17. So Denver's schedule after the Jacksonville game this week is just dynamite. So they're probably going to vault to number one on this list after this week. Yeah, and also, like, you know, you're nervous that, like, oh, man, Simeon stinks. But now he's, like, putting up, you know, he's got had a couple of decent games, and he's semi-intriguing. Yeah, Simeon. well, he had a great – yeah, and actually – and also, I, got, I just got to cut in and edit myself. My math is wrong. I have Denver and Oakland tied at four. I skipped Philly. Philly is at six by themselves. And Philly's a team who – they are really good, but they're not going to make the playoffs – but the reason that this high is because they're basically playing contenders every single week. In week 14, they're playing Washington, which is a game, obviously, that is important for Washington. In week 15, they're playing Baltimore, which is a game that's important for Baltimore. In week 16, they're playing the Giants on Thursday night. And then in week 17, they're playing the Cowboys. That game might not mean anything. If the Eagles lose another game, their season's over, though, so we can move them down out of here. Number three on my list, definitely not in watchability, but in terms of the importance of their schedule, is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I you know, I was thinking a lot about the Ravens this week but for like 10 seconds at least, and... I I was too down on them. Yes, they played some really bad games earlier against the Jets and the Browns. The Jets, they were missing their best pass rushers. I I just think they've figured out, like, Flacco's kind of been bad, and he's been really inaccurate. But their defense is really good, and there aren't a lot of teams that have good defenses. And they do something better than anybody else, which is they, you know, have a really good kicker, and he could win them a game or two. Yeah. So I they, I think we're being a little too hard on the Ravens, even though I did predict the Ravens-Dolphins to be a tie. I think Dolphins are a pretty similar version of the Ravens. Yeah, but even though all their... Offense a little better, defense a little worse, but they're, they're similar. Well, yeah, so even though all the remaining games are important and relevant for the schedule, for the yeah. playoffs, again, Miami at Baltimore this week, do you really want to watch that? Probably not. Philly at Baltimore week 15, other than like a mid-Atlantic rivalry, does anybody really want to watch that game? Probably not, right? So they're, they're games that... That aren't that don't really you know week sixteen Baltimore Pittsburgh okay you want to see that because that's a rivalry, but um, so Baltimore's got some important games left but yeah I don't know how many people really want to watch them. Uh, in the number two spot I have the Kansas City Chiefs 
I have them with the game of the week this week at Atlanta, and I have them with the game of the week next week on Thursday night hosting the Raiders. So I have uh, two very good games. Then they play Tennessee in week 15, which will be another game that's important for both teams. In week 16, they play Denver in a, uh, in a primetime game, which, again, will uh, have important ramifications for both teams. And then uh, in week 17, they play Kansas. Uh, they play San Diego, a team who will probably be above 500, even though they'll be eliminated. So Kansas City does not have an easy schedule, even though uh, even though they got a big win in Denver. I think that uh, you know, obviously they're going to make a wild card, but they could drop to the six seed. And there's a big difference between being the six seed and being the five seed. I think because you'd much rather play the AFC South winner than play the Steelers, right, or the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So. All right, and then the number one team with the most interesting schedule over the rest of the season is a team that I cannot stand, but it's the New York Football Giants. The Gi- and, and this is why, again, even though they're 8-3, I think the Giants could be in trouble because they don't have a gimme game left. They're playing the Steelers on the road, probably a loss. They're playing the Cowboys, probably a loss. They're playing the Lions, all right, probably a win, but certainly an important game for both teams, right? They, they don't get a week off. Then they're playing the Eagles at Philadelphia, probably a loss. I, you hate the Giants so much that you've made yeah. me like them. And then they're playing at Washington, probably a loss. I think I'm rooting for the Giants. They only need one more win to make the playoffs, which is why they're going to make the playoffs, but they have a really tough schedule. They don't have a single game remaining in which the spread will be more than four points. Okay. And they don't have a game remaining where they'll be the favorite, other than Week 15. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they're for real or not, obviously, in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's see. All right, Kiva, so i got to go back to attend uh, to my wife and child. All right, listen, this was fun. How many podcasts are out there that have recorded from a wedding and have recorded from a uh, delivery, uh, labor and delivery unit of a hospital? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and like like live from a restaurant, we did one. We got some We got some live podcasts coming up in a few months also, in-person pods. Yeah, yeah I told you, I'm, I'm going to be visiting you for about three weeks in uh, April. So our podcast might not be any good to listen to, but the locations are yes. interesting at least. you got to say that. Yeah. Can't beat the locations. On that note, I'm going to sign off, and I will speak to you uh, next week when the uh, Vikings have all lost another heartbreaker. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.